Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. 1 Samuel 18, 29 to 30. And Saul was yet more afraid of David. And Saul became David's enemy continually. Then the princes of the Philistines went forth and it came to pass. After they went forth, that David behaved himself more wisely than all the servants of Saul, so that his name was much set by. Praise the Lord. Verse number 30. He said, Then the Philistine princes came out to battle, and when they did so, David had more success and behaved himself more wisely than all Saul's servants so that his name was very dear and highly esteemed. Praise the Lord. We are considering the benefits of wisdom, part six. Please take your seat. Wisdom has got a lot of benefits. The scripture we just read makes us understand that wisdom has the power to neutralize the aggression of an enemy that is perpetually on ground and on your case. When you have a power stronger than you, perpetually on your case, an authority higher than you, perpetually on your case, like Saul became the enemy of David continually. When your king is your enemy, continually, it's like in our contemporary time, forever. When your pastor is your enemy, it's on your case. You know, it's not like he's a devil, but it's your enemy. What do you do to mitigate that kind of complexity? When there are battles in different areas of your life, and pivotal figures become the hurdle you need to go over, how do you go about it? What do you need? What are the things that should be in your tools box to be able to deal with an enemy that is there continually? And sometimes poverty can be that enemy there continually. Sickness can be that enemy there continually. In fact, your body weight can be an enemy continually. I'm telling you. It can be a battle for life forever. Ups and down can be the enemy continually. <laughs> can be the enemy forever. So when you have such an enemy, what, what do you need? You know, straight away in our time, we'll be thinking about some fasting, some prayer, which is great, fundamental. Whether the enemy is there or not, those things should be on ground. But beyond that, we should have this tool called the tool of wisdom. Because we have seen God overturn miraculously the tables against the enemies of God's children in the Bible through prayer, through fasting, like in the days of Daniel. You know, in the days of Esther and Mordecai, are you here? But we have seen more done to overturn tables against God's people by enemies that were very determined to destroy them in the line of wisdom. Unfortunately, we don't even see the prayer and the fasting to be part of the wisdom. And when we have to apply 
the very element of wisdom, we feel like we are not spiritual. So some battles that have to be won on the platform of wisdom, we are trying to win it with ulcer. I'm preaching, you think I'm not preaching. It's, it's very simple preaching. You know, so Saul was there continually on the case of David. And David still had to serve under Saul. And what brought this kind of bad blood is not due to the misbehavior of David. What brought this was due to his success. David was more successful. Please look at the verse 29 in the Amplified. He said, Saul was still more afraid of David and Saul became David's constant enemy. When Saul saw that David People had written a song for him, composed a song. <laughs> David, the darling boy. David, dan, dan, that can come the costa. You know, David, honey, bae, boo. David, man, the guy is it. You know, some people get worried when they are not at the center stage. And Saul thought that, boy, this Tuntun Swa who just came. They are singing for him like that. He has killed ten thousands, and I have killed thousands. It's a problem. I'm going to eliminate him. So sometimes the challenges that come to you, they are not due to your misbehavior. But when your success brings battles to you, you have two choices. In fact, three. You can choose not to fight. You can also choose to fight unwisely, or you can choose to fight wisely. Many people choose to fight, but they fight the wrong fight. Or they fight in the wrong way. And some people don't even understand, you know, that they are even in a fight. And some get very sad. Especially when you know that a wrongdoing has, is not what brought this fight. You can be very sad. I just want to find out, why do you always meet issues with sadness first? Like, why do you become sad first before you start thinking? You have to really think in an emergency mode all the time. Like if fire sparks up in your room, you can't start crying before you start running. You have to start thinking about where is the way of escape. And now when you come out and you, you are safe, then you look at some document that will burn and you can cry. But you have come out. But... In most cases, people get sad first. That's why the enemy overtakes them. You go in your sadness, you become powerless. So you are now trying to process too much, you know, from the place of sadness. And by the time you know, the fire is closer to you than you ever thought it would be. So I believe that when you face any great challenge, your wisdom has come to the fore. Hello? Tell somebody, defer your sadness small. And activate your wisdom. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Tell somebody, initiate with wisdom. And defer your sadness. Am I preaching something? Yeah, then David, you see in the verse 13, that same amplified, the Bible said, then the Philistine princes came out to battle. And when they did, David had more success and behaved himself more wisely. The person who behaves himself more wisely is the one who has more success. You behave yourself more wisely in marriage, you have more success. You, you behave yourself more wisely in your business environment, you have more success. You are an artisan. You are a fashion designer. You are a mechanic, whatever you are. If you behave yourself more wisely, because sometimes the issue is not the skill you have or you don't have. It's about how you behave yourself. Some people can keep their address with you forever. And they don't even have the mind of looking for who is better than you. Except you start messing them up. Then they start looking for who will sew for them for their function. And they start asking around. Because you didn't behave yourself well. Are you here? 
Come on now. Am I talking to someone? And so it's important that the one, we understand that the one who behaves himself more wise or wisely is the one who gets much success. That tells you that success is triggered by wisdom. It's triggered by your behavior. Now, it, 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 it's interesting to note here that the Bible is referring to the wisdom here as an attitude. As a behavior. And David had more success because he behaved himself more wisely. The more wisdom he exhibited is what the Bible is now capturing as what? Behavior. Question is that what is your attitude for where you are going? What kind of behavior do you have for the marriage you so wish to have? The business you so wish to have? The wealth you so wish to have? What, the, the certificate you so wish to have? What is your behavior? Will you start the school and stop? Or the homework will be too much for you. The assignment will be too much. What's your behavior? Will you be just kidding classes and, and saying it's too much? And will you start hating a lecturer for giving you routine assignment? <laughs> Ten years ago, he gave the same volume. Nine years, eight years, seven years ago. Two years ago, he gave the same volume of assignment. People passed through. Only you <laughs> think it's too much. Ain't you know, let you know, yeah, I'll bet we high school national or a wicked. How is it that some people are able to contain this and you are not able to contain it? It's just because the attitude will always determine your altitude. When attitude is bad, flight cannot take off. It's like the weather is not good. You can't take off in a bad weather, in a bad attitude in this life. So you need to have a very positive attitude and it should be better. You see, he behaved himself more, more wisely. He behaved himself more. This one was making a comparison between David and the other princes. But in our contemporary time, the real person to compare yourself with is yourself. You should be the 2.0 you, version of you. Are you here now? You, you have been the 0 0.1 and 1.0 version of That's the old you. But to go to the next level, to become more successful, we need the 2.0 version, the pro max of you. You can't remain the same, do the same things, and expect higher results. And at the core of your success, in fact, the sustainability of your success is determined by the quality of your behavior, of your attitude, of your wisdom. When wisdom stops, quality will be compromised. You see somebody, he will be just doing food. People are ordering breakfast here everywhere. It's sharp, it's quality. Don't drop the quality because of inflation. Keep the quality. You can increase the price. He who wants to buy, must buy. If they can't buy, keep your quality. Don't downgrade your quality and destroy your market and your... Because you see, your quality is always equal to your brand. <laughs> it's always equal to your image. It's always, I'm just talking about generally, wisdom will give you integrity. The, generally. Before I even go into the point I want to teach you right now, this morning, by the Spirit of God. David had integrity. And so the Bible said, look at, Bible said, and all of Saul's servant, you know, he behaved himself wisely than all of Saul's servant, so that his name was very dear and highly esteemed. For you to have that esteem, which in Bible terms, or in our time, we'll call it integrity. You, you need to ride on wisdom. Wisdom to know that the integrity of a man is his highest capital. 
in any endeavor, if you know how to do it and you cannot be trusted, you don't have anything. Because people will only have to leave it in your hand when there is no one else to do it. Because the one who cannot be trusted, things cannot be entrusted to that person. So integrity, some people don't think that integrity is important. So you are doing something, you are employed. Once you accept the employment, you need to work. It's a contract. You can't come with excuses. If you have excuses, don't accept it. But once you accept it, you have to work. Praise the Lord. You are going out with somebody. You have accepted to go out. If you don't want to go out again, you are free. Come out. Either you go out or you come out. Are you here? Don't be there and you are not there. That's our integrity. It is, it's going. That's how after a while somebody will say he is not faithful. He can't be trusted. But your decision should be that accurate that, look, I don't want to continue this caution. So I'm announcing to you that I'm stepping out gradually. You know, it's into And it's not like you have you are there, you are doing and somebody is pushing their emotion towards you and you are not responding and he's giving them sleepless night. That crow that crow. If you understand what I'm saying, wave your hands, let's see. You see, and when you don't have wisdom, you think that people who have integrity and want things to be done in the right way, you think they are hard. You think they are difficult. You think sometimes that they are even wicked. You know, because they should cut you some slack. They should compromise here. They should be overly flexible. People... In a state of inflation, you can't be too flexible. The budget must be stiff, strong, because every spending equals value. Higher than you predicted before the beginning of the year. So you can't be just going out, let's go out, eat, 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 and money that can cook some important meal in the house, you know. You are going to give it to KFC. And some is a pot belly. It's like I shouldn't preach because I don't like the way people are looking at me. <laughs> so when the guy doesn't go out with you now, he, he's stingy. He's not stingy. In this realm, we have to be calculable. It's financial integrity. Financial jurisprudence. You have to be frugal in such an environment. You understand? It's called frugality. What is it called? They say, we are denying ourselves today so that we can build a better future. I'm helping you, brother. It's helping, brother. Brother, don't say the brother is stingy. Because the times are hard. You understand? Sister B. M. Munawa has it. Because I say, I say, prime B. I have an answer. You have to understand the times and the seasons. So. Because your own integrity is measured by the quality of your wisdom. You can't be throwing your emotions about when we are in this kind of, you know, <laughs> this kind of space. Are you here? Wisdom gives you integrity. Generally, these people, David's name was dear to them and was set before them because the guy knew how to behave himself. You know, and integrity is, my word is my bond. That's my word and my actions, they are the same. If you flip-flop all the time, you need a, a, a long and big memory. To be able to maintain your ground. Deceitfully. 
I'll be it. But integrity is you are genuine at all times. What you can, you will say you can. What you cannot, you will say I cannot. Praise the Lord. Sometimes you say I cannot, but I will try. But not, oh, don't let, don't let, mommy, three days, man, it won't to me. You know, well, you know, in mathematics, for instance, question I want to mean solving, what now what thousand years? Want to mean solving? It's not an issue of memory. It's an issue of whether you can do it or you cannot do it. It's a process. It's a procedure. And you say, why is Makai? No, 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 no. Eh, yeah. Some of the other courses, you can forget something and you are there and your brain will reboot for you. But this formula, you don't know how to use it. You, the terms, you don't know how to apply them. You don't know how to generate them. How, how will you? How? Please look at someone and say, how? And for anyone say, next question. So what I say. Uh-huh. I don't say one day Max be here then. Anyhow. So generally, it will help you to walk in, in integrity. But one of the benefits of wisdom that I want to specifically share this morning is that wisdom guarantees dominion. It does what? Wisdom guarantees dominion. And you know, Jesus, I mean, from Genesis, there is this mandate that God gave to man that increase, multiply, and take charge. Do what? Take charge over the sea, take charge over the air, over the land. and Just take charge. Have dominion. This dominion that has been promised us can be compromised when wisdom is compromised. And right from the garden, when Adam lost his wisdom, he lost his dominion in the garden. He lost his control over the animals. That's what birthed the wild life of the lion. Because before, the lion was very friendly with Adam. But he lost the garden. So coming back into the garden, everything was hostile to him. Because when wisdom goes down, dominion cannot go up. And dominion has to do with God giving you power or authority over resources, over space, over things. Influence, if you like, call it. Affluence, if you like, call it. It just gives you territorial power. It gives you volume in terms of resources. And keeps you in a rule. And what does that? We didn't see Adam praying. God didn't even tell him to pray. He was supposed to be fellowshipping with the Lord. On a daily basis. So I guess prayer was there. But that, that fellowship was more than prayer. Praise the Lord. And then he was supposed to manage the garden with wisdom. Dress it and keep it. Then the serpent came and spoke to them. Rewired them from how God wanted them to operate. And that's how they lost the garden. So, question now is, what does it take for somebody to own the things God wants them to own? For someone to command that influence and have that territorial, you know, mileage, power that they are supposed to have in your industry, even in your home, in in. In, in, in any space you find yourself, in your generation and in, in your own journey, 
in the course of your destiny. What does it take to live in dominion? One of the key things, wisdom is principle for principal men. That will make you live in this dominion is wisdom. Is what? Now, you have to understand that things will be competing with the wisdom required for you to maintain the garden. And whatever will be competing with the wisdom God has given you is also wisdom. But it's another kind of wisdom. We call it the serpentine wisdom. Or the third party wisdom. It's a wisdom that makes you give in to something that will destroy you, but you feel like it will make you higher. Satan or the snake told me, said that God knows that the day you eat this, your eyes will open, you will know this, you will be like him, blah, blah. Do you understand? It is it's, it's something that also promises some form of dominion, but it's a lie. It's what? That's why we have to go for God's wisdom. So that as a wife, you have dominion. As a husband, you have dominion. Praise the Lord. As, as an employee or an employer, you will have dominion. As a man, you have dominion. As a woman, you have dominion. As youth, in the various phases of your life course, you are supposed to have dominion in every season of your life. One of the things that will fight you not having that dominion it's when your wisdom doesn't grow. In Luke 2.52, Jesus increased in three areas. In stature, in favor, and in wisdom. Before God and man. So, one of the departments of your life that must continually grow is your wisdom department. What kind of department? It's not your country department. Listen to this. It's your wisdom department. So, one of the scriptures I want us to consider is Genesis 41, verse 33. Joseph is there. He's interpreted the dreams of Pharaoh. Now, therefore, let Pharaoh look out a man discreet and wise and set him over the land of Egypt. So, after the interpretation Joseph gave to Pharaoh about the lean cows and the fat cows and the famine that was coming after the harvest of seven years, Joseph now gave his recommendation that you need to appoint someone who is discreet and wise. That tells you that discretion comes from wisdom. Yeah, it takes wisdom to be discreet. It takes wisdom to be competent. It takes wisdom to know how to manage yourself. When you see someone who talks anyhow and does anyhow, the real problem is wisdom. The real problem is what? It's wisdom. You need a discreet man. A man of timber and caliber. And that kind of man is a wise man. And you see, you can be anointed and foolish at the same time. You can be married and foolish at the same time. You can be a virgin and foolish at the same time. They are all in the Bible. So it's important that we go for the wisdom. Bible says, get it. In all your getting. So in this verse 33, Joseph is making his recommendation. Then he gets to verse 39 and 40. Pharaoh is responding. And in 39, and Pharaoh said unto Joseph, For as much as God has showed thee all this, there is none so discreet and wise as thou art. 40. Thou shalt be over my house. And according unto thy word shall all my people be ruled. Only in the throne will I be greater than thou. And this is a foreigner. This is not a citizen of the land. Joseph is not an Egyptian. He was there. He's a slave. Went in as a slave. Slave that went to jail. That's another status. Another level. Then from jail... He has an opportunity to appear before the king. And when you have the platform, make sense. Apply wisdom. When he appeared there, very succinct. Seven years. Seven years. We need to do this, do that, do that. Pharaoh said that 
Since nobody could crack this code and you cracked it, you are also, you, the wise man is the one that has solution. That I'm telling you, if you compromise on your wisdom, you are compromising on the solutions of your life. So he said, put a man there who is discreet, he has solution for you. The Pharaoh now came and said that if we didn't find them here before you came, we cannot put them there. Now, Pharaoh himself was operating with a very high level of wisdom. You know, one of the things that will make you lose wisdom or know that you are not wise is when you don't shush anymore. You understand? Your son was in the house. He couldn't crack this code. Somebody comes to crack it. And you chinchinai want your son to be the MD. I know the company will come down. Oh, I know the company will come down. Because even if he wrote a paper for them, that do this, do that, do that, do that, do that. Eh? There were times that different nuances were going to pop up and he still needed the spirit of wisdom to mitigate those things that were coming. You can't do you say where you mean you are where you my sister teaching China so no no sure be sometimes you don't employ somebody because he has a certain degree. You employ the person because he has shown that chale a tunia idea or to miss scale up. Because I know be a crap paper no ni nyansa yeah cosra. And sembono cry free. We are friend beyond kaho. So, Pharaoh now said, no, 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 no. You are going to rule. He put him in dominion. First of all, he's not a citizen. Number two, he's a slave. Number three, he's a prisoner. You see, when you don't have wisdom, you'll be complaining about things that don't matter. You don't gain dominion always because you were born by certain people. Or born to certain families. You know, for a child of God, your wisdom will, will endear you like David to the people. The people esteemed him. And they were happy that King Saul raised his hand. Even though Saul hated him, but he still raised his hand. The thing eh? if God no give you, he no give you. If you don't have it, you don't have it. But I'm praying that today you will have it. Yeah. Sometimes the reason why somebody in a relationship with you will shake is because you have manifested foolishness and he has met someone manifesting wisdom. Tell somebody it's important to walk in wisdom continually, continually. Tell somebody continually. So he said, you will rule. Say dominion. dominion. I can't hear you. Say dominion. Dominion. Yeah, 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 dominion. From one space to another space, you have dominion when you have wisdom. Take me to Nandong. I'm doing the ministry. By the special grace of God, I will still succeed. Are you here at all? Take me to America. If I'm doing the ministry... By the special grace of God, I will succeed. Take me. Take me. <laughs> now, wow. To the whole we are saying. Wisdom is your real tool set for the journey. If you have to live in dominion, you need this wisdom. Or else, you'll be ruled over all your life. The Bible says that the borrower is servant to the lender. Some people don't understand that borrowing is a problem sometimes. <laughs> and that is why sometimes you are where you are. In Proverbs chapter 17 verse 2, very quickly. Proverbs 17 verse 2. Somebody say dominion. Say influence. Say authority. Say rulership. Joseph was given rulership. May you have dominion and rulership in Jesus' name. He had it over the space. He had it over the resources. He had it over the people. He said, at thy word. People were right. Princes were there. Even his former boss. 
had to sleep when Joseph said, everybody go and sleep, Mr. Potiphar. Pharaoh said, only in my throne. So there's a way that you exhibit wisdom that your boss knows that, Charlie. Only when we go for the management meeting that I'm higher than you. That myself, willingly, I have acknowledged that this guy is an asset to me. Are you here at all? Look, even the people who seem to show that they hate you, they love you deeply because you made them successful. Am I, am I preaching? Your real value is in your wisdom. But when you are hanging around with your hair, with your beautiful body, there's no value in it. There is always somebody whose skin is better than yours. Hey. Wisdom. High currency for dominion. Wisdom is that currency. I don't like you, but you must be here. Some people write a letter to resign. The boss who has been troubling them is the one who goes, we should not let him go. Don't let this guy go. So why are you troubling him? I don't know, but don't let him go. It's God talking to somebody here at all. If you have wisdom, the hatred is not deep. It's a political hatred. And you can be ruling. <laughs> Even when you are not sitting on the throne. Like Joseph. Pharaoh told him, he said, only in my throne am I greater than you. That you are in charge forever. Forever. In May you be in charge forever in Jesus' name. You can, have, you can be in charge financially. Forever. That Proverbs 17 verse 2. Look at the scripture. Very nice scripture. Let's read it together. One go. A wise servant shall have rule over a sander caused shame. And shall have part of the inheritance among the brethren. You see, one of the reasons why an unbeliever may dominate you. Is because you are not wise in the same workspace. And when we go into the market, sometimes it's like Christians, what we hold is our prayer. And we lose our wisdom. The prayer is one aspect of the wisdom. It's an intrinsic part. But you have to roll some wisdom on ground. Do you understand? Understand workplace politics. Understand the psyche of bosses. Understand you know, how to get sales. How to make... Are you, are you sure you are here? You are, understand how to trigger things. Well, we just, I'm, I'm praying about it. When you pray, the power will come. But the wisdom will direct the power. In the areas that you'll be productive. Is God talking to somebody? How do we make money here? Yeah, you'll be there and say there is no money here. There's money there. People have been there 20 years. They have, they have not stolen. They are making it. You are there, you say there's no money there. There is money there. Hey. In fact, the places you think there are no money, they, they, they are, they are, they, those are the places that the real money is. But it takes wisdom to see a gold ore and not add it to the stone for the building. It takes wisdom. Without wisdom, you don't see far. You don't see what is within things. You, you don't see the treasure within people. You don't see opportunities within systems. And it says that a wise servant will rule over a shameful son. And the wise servant, the father of the inheritance, will will a part to a wise That is my legacy can be maintained by this guy. My children are foolish. May you never be one, no? Yes. You see, sometimes God even feels comfortable handing over the wealth to an unbeliever than to a believer. Because would be you will kill yourself. There are some women here, if they, their wealth increased like 20%, it will come with a mouth. A wise servant. 
will have inheritance from a family he doesn't belong to. May you have this dominion in Jesus' mighty name. Sometimes they will tell you that, oh, outsiders are not permitted. It's an insider thing. The wisdom makes you an insider. When you have wisdom on how to decode whatever the insiders are looking for, you become part of the insiders. You know me so? Hey, they need you. So, that, I love that scripture because it defies some traditional things we have in our mind. And in this scripture, is telling you that, that you, you have been promised or you, you have the status to have an inheritance. It's not the reason why you have it. That something else can make someone else have it. Because you lack wisdom. Praise the Lord. Is God talking to someone here? In Luke chapter 12 verse 42 to 46. It says that. And the Lord said. Who then is that faithful and wise steward? Whom his Lord shall make ruler over his household. To give them their portion of meat in due season. The Bible is talking. It says, blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. 44. Of a truth I say unto you that he will make him ruler over all that he has. Say ruler. I can't hear you. Say I shall rule. But, and if that servant say in his heart, my Lord delayeth his coming. And shall begin to beat the men, servant, and maidens, and to eat and drink and to be drunken. You see, foolishness has entered. He begins to act foolishly. The Bible said what will happen. 46. The Lord of that servant will come in a day when he looketh not for him. That's when he's not expecting him. And at an hour when he is not aware, and will cut him in sunder and will appoint him. His portion with the unbelievers. It's like, you see that your position has changed. Because you started entering into what? Foolishness. You see, the real thing is that the wise servant will be given rulership over the whole house and the whole inheritance. Say dominion. dominion. But what I'm interested in here is the fact that the Bible did not talk about two kinds of servants. He talked about one servant who has a choice to be the wise servant or can also begin to do things that makes them unwise. And he says, if that servant is wise, this is what that person will have. You have dominion. But if that same person begins to think that I have the whole world to myself, my boss is not coming, and all of that, start drinking, start beating, start destroying the same person. I'm saying that you, the same person, you can choose to be wise or you can choose to be unwise. And when you choose to be wise, you have dominion. And when you choose to be unwise, you'll be cast into a different place. We are not talking about because there are other people there. That's why. No, 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 no. That you now not being wise is what is informing them what they should do and who they should bring. People don't change like that. People are always looking for wise virtues to associate with. If you are wise, he said, this is a prophecy. Who is that wise servant? When the master comes. That, that means that masters are not interested in ruling again. They want to rule through wise people. That's why somebody is looking for an MD somewhere. Someone is looking. Sometimes I'm there. Someone abroad will tell me that, Pastor, do you know somebody who can take care of these, my properties from me? I'll be looking and i say, I don't want disgrace. So, oh yeah, pass. <laughs> pass. This week, one white woman, he's a CEO of a company, was sitting with me. He said, this your member is so valuable to me. He said, but for this, your member, I would have folded this company. company is doing extremely well. And I would have gone, he said, I was so frustrated with Ghanaians. And he says that Ghanaians like this guy sitting here, he's a lady, like this guy sitting here, there are not many. I said, no, we have plenty. He said, it's not true. <laughs> I said, it's true. <laughs> from where I'm coming from, there are plenty. He said, and then she has not met them. 
foolishness robs you of dominion. You are a wife. They start treating you like a knife. It's either foolishness has entered into the heart of your husband or you yourself has become drunken, beating children in the house, screaming over house helps. You know, that's why, that's why we are suffering. That's why we are what? Your husband went to give house help some good appreciation. Oh, Grace, you are doing well. I'm happy you are here. No, 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 no. Why is he appreciating the house help instead of me? Hey. And then open and now I some in Yashi Wofia anywhere. So it's a house help, so we can't even say thank you. When we say thank you, it's a problem. And as I'm talking right now, some ladies have a problem with me. Pastor, leave it for the woman. Leave it, leave it for who? You know, in your mind, she's in my office. She helps me with the kitchen and maybe cleaning the house. So leave it to me. My but what you don't understand is that the comfort the house help is giving you is giving comfort to your husband. That's why the husband is no longer bathing the children, but he can run and chase some business early in the morning. Or go and visit some work site and meet some targets. Because he doesn't have to come, because you have the support system. That makes you also supply support to your husband. So even though the house help is not serving directly under your husband, Charlie, it has free some time embedding for your husband. So that person there, the ripple effect in that house is not only to you. Your own is just washing the dish and you can see the physicality of whatever, blah, blah, blah. For the husband, is the mental energy that, hey, I'm being a bad husband. I'm not there for my children. But, but the help is there to go and pick them from school so he can keep going. And are you here? Am I talking to somebody? Just when he comes and says, thank you. I'm going to be in pain. Why will we ask Thank you, Hey. And what thank you, Chile. we are. What's I pray that you receive wisdom in Jesus' mighty name. Boy. It's not every animal they domesticate you. <laughs> As you are trying to domesticate a man who doesn't want to be domesticated, something bad is going to be. You see that the tiger is start devouring people inside the house. The wildness for the bush will enter the house. Hey, somebody say, hey. <laughs> Deuteronomy 1, 13 to 15. I don't know. Are you being blessed? Say, I have dominion. Deuteronomy 1, 13. He said, take your wise men and understanding, or men of understanding, and known those men known among your tribes. And I will make them ruleless over you. This is Moses talking. He said when they were on their way from Egypt, it got to a time, he realized that, next verse, and ye, ye answered me and said, the thing which thou hast spoken is good for us to do. So I took the chief of your tribes, wise men, and known, and made them heads over you, captains over thousands, and captains over hundreds, and captains over fifties, and captains over tens, and officers among your tribe. 
Which people qualify to be captains over thousands, hundreds, tens, fives, officers, blah, blah. He said, look at the verse. So, no, 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 no. Give me that. That's a verse. So I took the chief of your tribes. Qualification. Wise man. Qualification. First, first point of qualification is what? Second is what? Known. So you can be popular and foolish. And you will not be chosen. You can be known, but we may know your foolishness. And I'm praying that the time will come that Ghana will not vote for a man who gives birth to children here, there, 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 there. Because it's a sign of foolishness. It should be a point for disqualification. Because that person is not loyal. It's not faithful. Has nothing to do with faith. To be a captain of thousands, hundreds, Kelemandos, fifties, your wisdom determines your capacity to rule people or rule over people. If we cannot give somebody whose wisdom is for five. Thousand people to rule. He would destroy himself. So to be a captain over thousands. Increase in wisdom. Do what? I can't hear you at all. <laughs> Boy. They say that. Oh some women have juju their husband. No. It's just the wisdom that has increased. When your wisdom increases. Your beauty increases. Your love increases. Your sweetness increases. You see that. The man himself he is using you like a trophy. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Look at some woman and say, mm. and you two, you are a blower. Scapian Sundi. Every time you have a calculator. Receive the wisdom in Jesus' name. That was some shout a better amen here. I see you ruling in the next six months in the name of Jesus. Wherever you find yourself, whatever you find yourself in, I see you ruling in the name of Jesus. In your ministry, you shall rule. In your money issues, you shall have dominion. Family issues, you shall have dominion. Receive the blessing of the Lord to rule in wisdom. Shout a louder amen. Clap your hands and bless the Lord. Hallelujah. You have been listening to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keeper's House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keeper's House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 0244-177-831 or 0204-916-168 or 0277-532-360. Join us on Sundays at 7 a.m. for the first service, 9.30 a.m. for the second service and 11.30 a.m. for the third service. On Wednesdays at 6 p.m. for our midweek and communion service and on Saturdays at 6.30 a.m. for our morning flavor prayer services. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministries.